the truth. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. No truth handler, you. Bah! I deride your truth handling abilities. Will you get to the point? Yes. Only I could have executed such a masterpiece of electoral fraud. And I have the records to prove it. Here, just look at these. Each one a work of Machiavellian art. Hmm. But why? Because you need me, Springfield. Your guilty conscience may force you to vote Democratic, but deep down inside you secretly long for a cold-hearted Republican to lower taxes, brutalize criminals, and rule you like a king. That's why I did this, to protect you from yourselves. Now, if you don't mind, I have a city to run. Bailiffs, place the mayor under arrest. What? Oh, yes, all that stuff I did. Hello, pull up a chair and let's have a chat. Got a few things on the agenda here before I get into the question of God. Jesus was a trick. Is God a trick too? Let's talk about it in a minute here. Um, a couple things in the news that are kind of interesting. Um, USA Today did a um, article. It was like today in USA Today. And it said... 45,000 bridges in the United States are in poor condition. So, I don't know what the plan is here, but if it were me, I would think twice about rolling a tank over any of the bridges here. <laughs> so, anyways, another thing, and an interesting thought as far as um, the babies in the hospitals. You know, one thing that's really possible is that um, I was reading one hospital had, this was a hospital in the Los Angeles area, they announced that they deliver 8,000, of course it's 8, right, it's probably like 7,000, but they want to say 8, 8,000 babies in a year. And I thought, wow, a lot of babies moving around, right? Well, one thing about this baby operation that makes a certain level of sense is you know, I was talking about that Denver airport and the fears over the tunnels and stuff. Well, I don't know. I've been looking into tunnels and that kind of stuff for quite a while now. Culverts, tunnels, perfect place. And all around the world, there's a lot of tunnels. And hopefully I'll get to more tunnel research. But, yeah, there's already tunnels that were in place, like, during the war. I mean, tunnels that we can say were really there, not like fake um Egyptian things and stuff. But we could visibly see that in certain countries in Europe, there are tunnels, right? And they use those tunnels for under the war. They've also used tunnels to go under uh, mountains. Like in Switzerland, they did that big Goddard tunnel. That's the largest tunnel, I think, in the world. And so, yeah, tunnels. So what about this? It would make a great deal of sense if you put a hospital on top of some sort of tunnel or basement, whatever you want to call it. Couple purposes. One is that you could keep the flow of who was going in and out much more controlled if you had it in a tunnel type place, you know, lock security place. Only so many people can go in and out. Because really, if you're down in that tunnel, you really could even deliver these babies. And if you have a problem, well, you just take them upstairs to the hospital, right? Problem solved. Anyway, just a random idea. So I was talking about NATO 
and I was floundering around. I don't know where my brain was for the name, but Belgium is where the main NATO place is. So it's Belgium, Germany, and the United States. So I was thinking, well, why Belgium? And because I'm an American, I had to look at a map <laughs> to see where Belgium was on the map. I, I visited Belgium when we were a kid and when my dad was stationed in Spain. So anyway, not that I have any great memory of it, probably some tunnels there. <laughs> but anyway, so, so it dawned on me, I thought, well, Belgium is actually what they consider the headquarters for NATO, okay? So I thought, well, why Belgium? Well, I don't know yet. Belgium's a developed country with an advanced high-income economy. It has very high standards of living, quality of life, health care, education, and is categorized as very high in the Human Development Index. I shudder to think what that means. It also ranks as one of the safest and most peaceful countries in the world. Interesting, huh? So why Belgium? Well, I'm going to throw a little shade on Belgium here because not that it really matters, but why would they set up Belgium? Well, seems kind of obvious to me, but I'll just tell you what I know so far, and then we'll get to the real point for today. Of all the European countries directly involved in the Second World War, Belgium was the first to restore its economy. Imagine that, almost like they didn't touch it on purpose. Having suffered much less destruction than its neighbors, and Belgium, if you're also an ignorant American, um, I'll tell you, Belgium is right on the border of Germany. <laughs> so, so, having suffered less, Belgium's economy activity was relaunched faster and more easily after the war than elsewhere in Europe. With a limited claim to the funds made available by the United States in 1947 through the European Recovery Plan, also known as the Marshall Plan, it would take only a year for Belgium to recover to its pre-war economic activity. So, do tell, looks like the United States gave Belgium a hunk of money according to the Marshall Plan in 1947. Good for them, right? Good for them. Probably they figured if they blew up Belgium during the war, building their little NATO place would probably cost more money, right? Not that cost would enter into these gypsy Jews' minds. This rapid reconstruction and financial fortune, known as the Belgian Miracle, <laughs> offered a pretext for Belgium to shift its foreign and defense policies toward multilateral cooperation with its neighbors to protect its advantageous post-war economic situation. So Belgium made out like a bandit, right? The Benelux Custom Union, I don't know what this means. It's Benelux, B-E-N-E-L-U-X. Now remember, I'm an American, so don't go after me too hard. It probably means something that educated Europeans would know about. <laughs> so the Benelux Customs Union which eliminated tariffs from all internal trade between Belgium, the Netherlands, and Luxembourg was one of the first successful examples of post-war intra-European integration when it became operational in early 1948. I don't know. Sounds to me like 
<laughs> something's going on in Belgium, but I'm not smart enough or rested enough to get into it. Okay, let's talk about God. Something happened. I'll tell you how it got in my mind. Um, the, yesterday, I think it was, in an email, Andy said something that referred to our creator. Okay, our creator. And, you know, this whole thing with the transgender and the stuff they're doing on their side, trying to get everybody onto their team, um, the stuff they're doing is to really defile what God has done, right? Like creating us. So what are they doing? Well, they're mutilating it, right? They're mutilating it by removing body parts. They're mutilating it by, you know, disassociating children from their mothers. They're mutilating it in a lot of, a lot of ways, right? So this probably has to do with a big fight between them and whoever the creator is. Now, so I can pretty comfortably say from my own research, and you have to be comfortable on what you say, that Jesus and that whole Bible thing is a, is a trick, right? So it was interesting because I guess I read this in the email, the R creator, and I didn't even comment back and say anything about it. But as I was going to sleep, what hit my brain was I just shot up and I thought, hey, wait a minute. Why are we believing that God is the word? Really, why are we believing that? If Jesus isn't true, do they stop the tricks at Jesus? <laughs> so, um, so it's just something interesting to think about. I personally feel like they're trying to grab people for their team right now, very actively, by hook or by crook. And that effort has to do with defiling what our creator created, and that's our bodies. You know, with all this gender business and all these transgenders running things and stuff. So, yeah, so it's just something to think about. And I feel more comfortable referring to my creator rather than God at this point. Same way I used to feel bad when I said, well, not, I don't want to swear, you know, J JFC. You can imagine what I probably said. J-F, J-F-N-C, right? I used to feel bad when I said that. Well, I don't feel so bad about it anymore, but I'm trying not to swear like a maniac anyway, but you get my point. I don't know that... I, I know for myself, I'm removing the God word from my vocabulary until I know better, can do better, <laughs> or understand better. Um, because, I don't know, it, it doesn't make any sense that they would have stopped the tricks at Jesus, okay? It doesn't, doesn't make a bit of sense right there. So... You know, I always feel like this when you do research. You know, if it makes sense, it probably does make sense. And if it doesn't make sense, probably for a pretty good reason, right? So I think that in order to keep moving along here, the goal is to keep questioning everything, not getting too comfortable into any one area. And yeah, so I think we really need to think about this God thing. So that's my thoughts for today. I have more to do with this sack stuff and everything else, but this is a pretty big, pretty big subject. I mean, I've been talking about their tricks with Jesus, so just something to think about, okay? Just something to think over in your own mind. Be safe out there. Goodbye for now. I'd like to call to order this secret conclave of America's media empires. We're here to come up with the next phony baloney crisis to put Americans back where they belong in dark rooms glued to their televisions too terrified to skip the commercials. Well, I think... NBC, you are here to listen and not speak.
I think we should go with a good old-fashioned public health scare. Yeah. A new disease. No one's immune. It's like the summer of the shark, except instead of a shark, it's an epidemic. And instead of summer, it's all the time. That oh. is so Now, I hate to be the guy who derails what everybody else loves. He loves being that guy. But, Janice, we do have standards. This can't be a made-up disease. The only moral thing to do is release a deadly virus into the general public. We do have something we've been holding on to, but it hasn't been tested. Get over here, NBC. Uh, well, well, we certainly believe in testing, but I... Oh, oh. Wow. Wow. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So, we've got our deadly disease. Now, we just have to blame it on something that's in every household, something that people are a little bit afraid of already. House cat flu is coming, people. The Center for Disease Disinformation predicts with some degree of probability that the house cat flu might spread in the following hypothetical outbreak pattern. So better beware, that warm body on your lap just might be ready to destroy your tender vittles. Springfielders are advised to stay tuned for more information if they experience any of the following symptoms. Mild thirst, occasional hunger, tiredness at night. Bart, would you like to read a book?